One of my first churches had a tradition on when our Wednesday night prayer meeting, we would always end the service, and I would ask one of our lay folks if they would mind closing our service in prayer each Wednesday. So typically, I would, um, I would you know, before the service started, I would go to somebody and say, hey, would you mind closes, uh, closing us in prayer? That was how it worked most Wednesday nights. But every once in a while, I would get busy with preparations or things, or I would get kind of forgetful, and, I, and I'd forget to ask somebody to pray. So then I would close the service and I wouldn't have somebody to pray. So I had a very um, spiritual, um, prayerful, mindful way that I picked out whoever would close the service in prayer. It was whoever had the brightest color shirt on. I'd say, hey, would you pray for us? And you would see their eyes get big as saucers. And so the joke became, don't wear anything bright to church because if you do, Andy will ask you to pray. I usually ask folks I knew that would be willing to, to be put on the spot to, to pray. But it's, it's funny. You know, like Jennifer said the prayer in the children's moment this morning, this notion of, of praying in public, that can be a scary thing, can it? That can be an intimidating thing to pray in, in public because there's something, even though we know prayers about our walk with God, there's something different about, about the public portion of it. Um, when I hear folks say, Andy, I can't pray, typically they're talking about, oh, I don't want to pray in public. And, and I understand that. I, I get that. I, I tell the story the first time after I became a Christian, I was somewhere and they asked me to pray. I was at Colin and they asked me to pray. And so I prayed like I thought you were supposed to pray. I prayed for about 15 minutes. And <laughs> it wasn't quite 15 minutes, but it was pretty long. And when I finished, one of my friends then yelled out, And Lord, let Andy do his devotional at home next time. <laughs> FYI, in the early service, Tim laughed at that. There are actual witnesses that saw him laugh at one of my jokes. That was a joke. He laughed at a joke this morning. I was, Lord, Lord, and come on back now. My job's done. So. <laughs> I'm going to start preaching with one, with one eye averted over there. But prayer, no matter where it's done, no matter what the setting is, is really. I might have to preach behind the altar today, huh? Getting my stick out over there. So. Prayer at its heart, though, is about that relation with God. One of the best analogies I've ever heard about prayer, one of the best stories I've ever heard about prayer was something that, that, that I read once by Bill Moyers. Some of y'all may know the Bill Moyers. He's, he did a great series on walking through the Bible years ago. And he was um, LBJ's press secretary. So the story was told that uh, they, were at, they were at a prayer breakfast one day, and, and the president asked Moyers to pray. And uh, so Moyers did the opening prayer. And then if you know anything about history and LBJ, LBJ was very gruff. And, and he said, Moyers, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear what you said. To which Moyers turned and looked at President Johnson and said, sir, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> That's right. That's prayer. That, that is the perfect explanation of public prayer that I've ever seen. He, he, even though, though the president was in the room, he wasn't talking to the president. He was talking to God. He just happened to be there. Yes, that is prayer. Prayer is that communication 
that awareness with God, that awareness of God's presence, that awareness of the divine glory of Jehovah amongst us. That's prayer. It's opening our eyes to the spiritual reality of God's reality with us and then lifting our voice and our souls towards him. So the words we say in prayer really aren't that important. It is the heart of the individual going before God that is important. Prayer is a big deal. It really is. You know, this month, this year rather, we're, do, we're talking about something that's going to that's be a big deal in our church for years to come. And that's the notion of the journey. And the journey's nothing new. It's really who we've always been. Our journey is about where we're going, walking with God, and we express our journey towards being life changers by living out those promises we make to God and each other to be faithful with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. And it is not by accident, it is not by accident that the first thing we talk about in this is prayer. Because everything else that we do in our faith, everything else we do in our life, everything else we do in our souls is predicated upon that notion of prayer. There is no more important promise we make to God or to each other than that of our life of prayer. It's all founded and predicated upon our prayer lives, our seeking of God's face and God seeking us through the gift of prayer. But here's the thing about prayer. Prayer is a word, but prayer within the life of our, our church. And we mentioned this Life Changers magazine. I, I, really, I really do sincerely hope you'll take one of these and you'll read through it because there's this middle section here. Talk about how to be a life changer. This right here is the journey laid out for you. And we're going to unpack this in the weeks and months to come. But this is what it means. This is what it talks about for us to journey together. And so when we talk of prayer... It isn't simply just praying, but prayer has within it two components. Yes, there is the notion of prayer and seeking God and being aware of God's presence. But prayer ties to it. There's something linked so often with prayer, and that's Scripture. Because Scripture and prayer are so intricately woven together in our spiritual journeys. Because here's the thing. You can't understand Scripture apart from prayer. Prayer is the glasses that you put on when you pray, when you read Scripture. Prayer helps you to understand Scripture like nothing else. Because when you read Scripture, you aren't just reading a Western Civ textbook. And I love Western Civ and I love history. But Scripture is not just an ordinary book. Scripture is the divine revelation of God. In Scripture, we know of salvation and life and all these things. Scripture is God's inspired word given to us. And the only way we can properly understand Scripture is by seeking first God in prayer. Prayer enlivens the eyes so that our hearts can understand scripture. And then scripture, what scripture does is scripture points us to God. And then scripture is going to lift our hearts up to God in prayer. So as we read scripture, our hearts are drawn to God and our hearts erupt with prayer. So scripture and prayer are so beautifully woven together in this journey. 
And as we walk together, as we seek God's face together through the journey, it all starts with this notion of prayer. Everything else we do in our life of faith, everything else we do in our service to God, everything else we do in all that we do in faith comes down to prayer. Prayer and scriptures, those are the foundations of everything that we do. So as we talk about the journey, we have to start with prayer. And here's the thing about prayer. As I said earlier, prayer is it's not so much about the words we say, but it's about the awareness of God. And so within Scripture, we read the Lord's Prayer this morning. That was a prayer the disciples were taught by Jesus. See, prayer, yes, it is that awareness of God, but we can learn to pray. The disciples went to Jesus and said, Jesus, John's disciples, John teaches the disciples how to pray. Teach us to pray. And so Jesus then gave the disciples the Lord's Prayer as a model and a method of prayer. So yes, within prayer, we become aware of these things. But within prayer, there are ways that we can grow deeper. We can grow closer. We can be drawn closer to God. So yes, prayer is that awareness. But prayer is also something that we can grow into. We can learn. We can be challenged. We can, we can become better at, for lack of a better word. So today, what I want to do is with both prayer and scripture, I want to give you a method. And that this is laid out. This is why I keep lifting up the Life Changers magazine. This is laid out in this magazine. This method of both prayer and scripture is laid out in the magazine. That we, one, of, one of the things the church is great at doing is this. The church is great at doing this. And I don't mean St. Matthew's. I mean the church. Hey, you should pray more. Yeah, you're right. How? What do I do? Hey, you need to read your Bible more. You're right, preacher. I sure do. And then I get to Leviticus, and I want to stop. We are great at telling to do stuff and telling that stuff, telling stuff that's important. But the church doesn't always give you the resources you need. One of my goals this year as your pastor is to give you the resources you need to walk on the journey. Because it's not just enough for the church to say, hey, this is important. If it's so important that we want you to do it, we better give you the tools you need to do it. This magazine is one of the first efforts we're making as a church to resource you in your scripture life and in your prayer life. So we have tools and options in here. But let me say this as well. You're gonna, I, my goal with scripture and prayer is not to make you like me. Because that would be terrible. And nobody wants that. Just because we give you an option or a tool for prayer and scripture doesn't mean it's the only option and the only tool. But these are some healthy starting points, some things that can be useful to you. But what we want is for you to seek God's face through scripture and prayer. And as you do that, I truly believe you will find who God wants you to be. So I'm not interested in making you me. I tell people when I got married, one of the things I thought I had to do was I had, you know, Holly and I, we had to have our perfect devotional life. And I I had to help her, you know, whatever. And I realized, well, she's better at this than me, you know. So it's not about you being like anybody else. It's about you being authentically who God has called you to be. And living out your prayer life and your life of scripture as God has called you to do it. 
So but we wanted to give you two. And in your bulletins, there's also some helpful tools. There's a whole bunch of them out there floating around different types. All of this is laid out really more in depth in our magazine. So we hope that you'll do that. But I want to give you just real quickly for prayer and scripture, two useful tools that I think can strengthen your prayer life. And they're acronyms. Um, so if you take notes, you can take some notes. If not, it's written down in here. But for prayer, I want to offer you a method and an acronym that's called ACTS. A-C-T-S. A-C-T-S. ACTS. A meaning adoration. Every prayer begins with the awareness that God is God. God is awesome, and God is holy, and God is other. God is love. God is grace. God is amazing. We can't fully understand God, but God is awesome. And God is due our worship, not because of anything that we've ever done. God is due our worship because He is God. And he is love and he is mercy. And there's something that calls us in prayer to first sit down and realize, whoa, you are other. You are big and you are different and you are holy and you are love and you demand my attention and you demand my worship and you demand my life. You are God. You are the God that rolled away the stone. You are the God that breathed life into Adam. You are the God that called Abraham. You are the God that called David. You are the God of Jesus Christ, the God of resurrection, the God of love, the God of forgiveness, the God of grace. And you desire to know me. And the first step of worship, the first step of prayer is to realize, wow, you are God. Is that what gets me excited, y'all? Do you realize that the God of heaven, the God of life, the God of death desires you? Wow! That almost makes me want to shout, but I'm a Methodist, so I don't do that. That's amazing. The very God that breathed life into Adam is the very God that desires you. We have to first start in our prayer life with a adoration, realizing that he is God. C, confession. So we realize that God is big and awesome. And then we realize, ooh, but I'm not. I've done all these things. I have failed in these ways. And God is big and awesome, and I sometimes feel so small and insignificant. See, the thing that sin does, the thing that sin does is this. Think back to the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve blew it. They messed up. And when God come walk in the cool of the afternoon, what does Scripture say they did? They hid. They hid from God. When we confess our sins, we tell God the ways we have failed we find grace waiting upon us. Scripture's clear. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we confess our sins, we find the grace of God there waiting on us. Confession's not for God's benefit. Confession's for ours. We confess so that we can hear these words, you are forgiven. Confession brings us back into his presence, a presence that we sometimes run away from. So we A, adore, C, we confess, 
and we hear the words of our Savior saying, you are my beloved whom I love and you are forgiven. Confession is for the good of our soul. So A, adoration. C, confession. T, thanksgiving. Sometimes we've got to stop and thank God for what he's done, y'all. We are blessed. Life is not perfect. We don't have everything. But we're in good shape, y'all. We're doing okay. We have to stop and thank God for what he's done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. How often do we just stop and say, God, thank you? We sometimes focus on what we don't have and what we want instead of saying, wow, God, thank you for what you've given me. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for everything. One of my favorite verses of Scripture is in James, which says, every good gift comes from the Father above. If it's in your life and it is good, that is from God. If it is in your life and it is a good thing, that's from God. Well, preacher, I worked hard for everything I have. You're exactly right. And who gave you the strength to work? Who gave you the good health to work? God. So even our victories, even the things we've done right, were done right because of the grace of God living within us. So we A, adore, C, confess, T, thank. We thank God for what he's done. And then S, we give God our supplications. Because here's the thing. Yes, God does want to hear your concerns. God does want to hear your request. Scripture says, there's not a sparrow fall from the sky that our Lord's not aware of. We think, oh, what's that mean? Scripture says, there's not a sparrow fall that God's not aware of. How much more important are you than the sparrows? Sparrows were pigeons with good PR in Jesus' day. Nobody liked them. They were worthless. They were the, they were the smallest on the sacrificial system in the temple. They literally were worth that of very, very little value. And Scripture says, God knows one of those fall. So how much more beloved are you? God loves you. God wants to know your concerns. God wants to know your prayers. God wants to know your hurts. God wants you to give these things to him. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. God wants to hear your concerns. God wants to hear your fears. God wants to hear your doubts. Because he loves you. So we take them to God. So yes, we adore, we confess, we thank, and then we, we, we give God our supplications. We give him our concerns. So often though, most of our prayer life is just us, isn't it? Just supplications. We forget the other parts. One of my favorite quotes by C.S. Lewis. He says, we often confuse prayer with magic. Magic is when we try to get God to do our will prayers when God tries to get us to do his how often are our prayer lives simply us giving God the list of things we want him to do and then we go along our way instead of taking time to worship him to confess our sins to thank him and then yes to give him the concerns of our hearts because he wants to know them so I found acts is a great method of prayer for scripture the acronym SOAP S, Scripture. I would rather you read one verse of Scripture well than a thousand badly. I will never be the pastor that says you have to read quickly and read through everything. If you're reading the Bible, 
And I'd rather you read one verse of Scripture listening for God's voice than feel like you've got to read a million verses to get through it. No. S is Scripture. Start with Scripture. I read, when I read a Scripture, I read section by section. The Bible's broken up into sections. I'll read a section. So I'll find the Scripture, and I'll read it. S, Scripture. Read it slowly. Read it deliberately. Read it for listening for God's voice. Then you have O, observation. This is how you hear God's voice in Scripture. When you're reading it, reading it slowly, read it listening. What jumps out to you? What word? What phrase? What concept? What is it in Scripture that draws your heart? What is it in the Scripture that pulls you out? What is it in the Scripture that speaks to you? What do you see there? What pricks your heart? That's where God's speaking to you. God's going to speak to you in these moments where something leaps off the page, where something stands out to you, where something pulls at you. That's how God speaks in Scripture is what jumps off to you. It may be a word. It may be a phrase. It may be a concept. But something's going to kind of prick our hearts a little bit and say, huh, I didn't see that before. Huh, that word, it keeps coming back up. Huh, that phrase, it keeps appearing to me. Huh, what is it there? Stop. When you're reading, and that word jumps off the page to you, that phrase jumps off the page to you, stop and pray. What is God trying to say to you there? What is God trying to say to you in that moment? Yes, Scripture, O, observation, A, application. What is it saying to you doing your life? How does this Scripture impact your day-to-day living? Scripture is something that's going to impact how we live, how we serve, how we worship. What does the Scripture say for us to do? Because Scripture is read privately, but it's lived out communally. Scripture is something that's going to impact. My Scripture life should impact how I am a better father and a better husband, and a better pastor, and a better friend, and a better neighbor, and a better citizen. The life of Scripture is going to impact our life. What is the application that this text has for your living of life? So observation is kind of spiritual. Where is God speaking to you in your soul? It's also applicable. Where is it calling us to live? And then P, prayer. We stop. We pray about what God's taught us. We pray about what God wants us to do with it. We pray about what God wants us to reveal to us in this. We pray. See, Scripture and prayer, they're linked together. Acts, A-C-T-S, SOAP, S-O-A-P. These are not the only ways to pray and read Scripture. There are lots of other methods out there. But in my life, I found these to be helpful. And this year... In all of our lives, as we journey together, it's going to start with Scripture and prayer. That's the foundation of everything. All of our witness, our service, our giving, our presence, all these things, they start with how God reaches out to us. Because that's the thing. In Scripture and prayer, we're seeking God's face. Sure we are. But you know what we find when we get there? We find that it's not so much us seeking God, but it's God seeking us. As you pray, as you read Scripture, you're going to find God there, sure. But you're going to find God is there seeking you, calling you out, saying, come to me, my child. Come, find me. Starts with prayer. 
this year. Will you pray? This year, will you read Scripture? Will you journey with us here at St. Matthew's? Let us pray.